fans, welcome back. The WrestleGeddon is upon you once again. In case you forgot, we are your horsemen of the WrestleGeddon. I am CM Heat. He's G Money, and he's a Tennessee Jesus. Thank you all for sticking with us during our brief hiatus. We took some time off. Revamp the show a bit to give you, the listener, a different experience. More of the shows are doing and to try to break away from the weekly recap format. Uh, we'll talk a bit about some of the bigger news pieces or weekly show items, but not as much. Time will be dedicated to those areas. Instead, we want to look back on pro wrestling history, either a specific time frame, wrestler or group, as well as a few other areas involved in wrestling. So we hope you like the new direction and we hope to continue to deliver a fun and entertaining show. Fans, welcome to WrestleGeddon 2.0. What's going on, fellas? It's been a while. It has, man. I've had a crazy, uh, crazy week. Uh, since how, how did you all... spend your summer vacation? Dude, uh, so I got really drunk. And uh, I went to a Waffle House. And I was, you know, was ordering uh, my uh, eggs and waffles and my hash browns. Got them smothered, covered, diced, chunk, sunk. And some uh, fat guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, uh, I guess somebody wants to meet you. And I was like, shit, okay. And so I go over to him and it's fucking Ric Flair. He's like, fucking Kid Rock! I can't believe I met you! I'm like, I'm just gonna go with this. So I fucking pretended to be Kid Rock. Uh, fucking the whole time. Uh, ended up getting tickets to SummerSlam. Got to go to uh, Ric Flair's last match. Uh, had a hell of a time, man. Oh, but you had to make out with that fat chick on TV, though. I did. I did. <laughs> but it was all good. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's how uh, Carl spent his summer vacation. I got stuck in Puerto Rico for three extra days. <laughs> that was fun. I'll tell you, I can find my way around the San Juan airport with no problem now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got attacked by the Los Periquas. <laughs> the Los Periquas, yeah. Savio Vega hijacked the plane. <laughs> Interesting enough, like I was trying to go to uh, wrestling while I was down there. Uh, unfortunately, the only, like, well, Wrestling Council wasn't running any shows, um, but IWA was, which is Savio Vega's promotion. Uh, the shit thing is like a two and a half hour drive from where we were at outside of San Juan. It's like, I don't know this area, obviously. Um, so I'm not driving two and a half hours. I don't know where the show is at. I'm not trying to get jacked coming out of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not driving across this island at night. So. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yo. We may have already talked about this on the podcast. What was that hairy guy's name? Was that what guy? The hairy guy and Los Prequels. You know, the dude I don't does, remember. Well, like really, I don't hairy remember any of their names besides Savio Vega. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, though, right? They did that well, like his like hair stuck out past his tank top or whatever. Yeah, 
I don't want to be racist, but it might have been like a Jesus or a Carlos in there. That's not racist. Uh, <laughs> All right, you ready? Be, uh... So the the members were Sabio Vega, Miguel Perez, Jose Estrada Jr., and Jesus Castillo. Told you there was a Which Jesus one? in there. <laughs> Which one was the hairy one? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. He was like kind of bald, but he was like hairy everywhere else. They were all bald, weren't they? Let's see. I'm talking now. Wikipedia hey. doesn't help. This fucking Wikipedia, Wikipedia doesn't help me. Let's see. Yeah, there's like nothing like even with like the images they don't give you like anything but i see what you're talking about it's hairy as hell yeah he should have made it man i don't know what happened to him after maybe he just shaved his back and we didn't recognize him he came out of somebody else you know maybe maybe it's batista it's Batista. <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was not him. Oh, it was uh, Miguel Perez, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. No, it is him. All right. Yep. Yep. Miguel Perez Jr. Made it on the podcast for being here. Yep. He is the uh, <laughs> the hairy mofo in those particulars. <laughs> oh, awesome. It is funny when I you remember... look him up, though, because they're all fucking like hairless, except for the one dude who's fucking hairy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just remember him because, like, I remember, like, his hair stuck up, like, past his, like, little tank top they wore. <laughs> it's out of control. All right. Um, so, random band entrance theme. Gonna have myself. Oh, who knows what they got? So random. For fuck's sake. Into that, how do you guys want to do that? You guys want to do that live, or do you want to research it? Nah, uh, research it. Fuck, fuck that. It? Yeah, because then we can get some shit like uh, who fucking knows? Get some fucking bullshit as band we never heard of. We gotta pick some song. We ain't picking that shit live. <laughs> I'll take an hour. Well, well, actually, it's gonna be a bullshit song. Uh, I looked it up. I mean, but not a bullshit song, but a bullshit artist that uh, you don't know probably. Uh, but we're going to be picking from NCT one two seven. The fuck is that? Or NCT one twenty seven or one hundred twenty seven? NCT one twenty seven. I know of them because I bought my niece a, a CD for Christmas or birthday. They, but, uh, I can't. They're, they're like some fucking they K-pop band. band. Yeah, K-pop. I can <laughs> confirm they are a band. There's <laughs> <laughs> like 12 of them. 127? I looked it up. 
It's it's some K-pop bullshit, isn't it? There's twelve of them there. That's some K-pop bullshit. It's it's K-pop. Uh, it's K-pop. Great. I told you it's K-pop. Yeah. Awesome. A name like that is definitely K-pop. Great. All right. And so NCT one twenty seven will be our random band for next week as we return. Uh <laughs> Oh, I can't imagine there's anything good. <laughs> oh, there's probably some good stuff. There's probably K-pop's good stuff. got some, K-pop's got pretty good stuff, man. You just it gotta does. listen to it. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. We'll see. <laughs> oh, awesome! But they're all, all right. cute. No, what? They're all cute. All like boys that look like girls. So it's like. Korean versions of Hanson. They're kind of cute, like a cuter version of Hanson. <laughs> awesome. What does Hanson look like now? Are they still cute? Or are they like some old fuckers? They look like, they look like old guys. <laughs> like old guys. They look worse than Fred Durst? Or, no. No, they. <laughs> no. <laughs> They don't look like a you know a 2006 Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> they, are they still umbopping? Uh, probably. I think they did like solo stuff. At least a are couple they, of them did. Yeah. Are they? Are they? They touring with Vanilla Ice and the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. All right. So NCT 127, we'll uh, give you our picks for that next week. Yeah, I read about your podcast, um, the Wrestle Getting podcast, and I wish you guys the best of luck. And I, and if you guys have been going strong, I've been, I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime, you know? I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud and I'm sending lots of love to you. Um, Chris, the Matthews, Garrett, Dean, Lund, Dean, Lund, and Tennessee Jesus, Carl, 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 so we're looking at the the end of the Vince McMahon era. I think pretty much all of this is going to tie in together anyway, with the exception of uh, Ric Flair's last match. But no, um, no, I said it's all. How is Ric Flair's last match going to tie into that? Uh, I mean, talk about the end of the Vince McMahon era, Ric Flair into his era. Ric, Ric Flair's are. last match was against Shawn Michaels. So I mean, we're good. It was against fucking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, it was against Shawn Michaels. It's Russell. Yep. I'm sorry. I love you. All right. So let's talk about Vince McMahon retiring. Um, I know I was on vacation. We were going to do a quick little episode about this because, like, when the news broke, um, I was in Puerto Rico. Uh, but I got really, really bad sunburned and passed out and I couldn't move. So because my dumb ass didn't use sunscreen. So <laughs> um, yeah. 
Dude, my back just stopped peeling. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, all right. So Vince McMahon announced his retirement. That's pretty much what everyone was talking about in the wrestling world. and still kind of talking about it now. What were your guys' initial thoughts when you saw that he had retired? About uh, fucking time. <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a, a bittersweet, you know, he's probably getting up there in age and it's probably around time. 70, for 77. But I, I appreciate what all he done for wrestling. Like, I know, like, he gets credited for all the shit that happened to wrestling, but he also did a lot of good shit for wrestling. So, uh, you got to take the, the good with the bad and the bad with the good. Uh, but overall, I mean, I think he, I, he kept Jimmy Snooker out of jail. Um, yep. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like I said, for every, like, some bullshit you can come up with, like, yeah. You know, you can blame him for Owen Hart's death and Jimmy Snuka and all this stuff, but you know, he brought. It I mean, honestly, he uh, he did end up revolutionizing how, like, the overall presentation of professional wrestling, um, brought it more to what it the main, pretty much more into pop culture. Um, without yeah. Vince, there, there'd be no WrestleMania, no SummerSlams, there'd be no Hulkamania, no John Cena. No Stone Cold Steve Austin, no Undertaker, no Bret Hart, at least not in the, the capacity that we have them now. No WCW or AEW because they were created just to try to people fucking with Vince McMahon. And even that same, that same aspect too, you can go as far as say there was no ECW without WWF. Yeah, if Heyman didn't get fired, if because if there's no WWF, there's no WCW, Heyman wouldn't have gotten fired and wouldn't have went on to go work for um, Eastern Championship Wrestling and then eventually turned into Extreme Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Like, Vince, I mean, I don't credit Vince, like, totally for a lot of things, but, I mean, but the way that we have wrestling now unfortunately it did with his expansion it did kill off pretty much every single territory operating in uh professional wrestling um as he expanded and bought up those areas or snatched up those talents to like exclusive contracts um but he did a lot for but other it, promotions too so yeah but in a way to do too like it kind of made the product better because it kind of consolidated a lot of the talent yeah um and then like you had better shows because you know you know all your talent was in one or two different promotions versus you know being scattered uh, out and about and yep. all over america yeah, cause that way if you did have something where like your world champions in like freaking Kansas and you're running a show in like South Carolina. No. I mean, that's one of those big things where like, if you were the WWF champion and you were advertised for a show, you were at that show. Like you didn't take a booking somewhere else without having like approval for it. And that's kind of how they still operate it today. Anyway, um, Vince's career 
as far as like on air kind of transitioned quite a bit too um he kind of kept his on-air personality separate from his backstage personality for quite a while um we really didn't see like that transition to actually knowing that vince mcmahon was the ceo of wwe wwf until his feud with austin like that whole time like we were we were led to believe that jack tunney was the president and ceo of, of wwf Especially as the viewers and Vince McMahon, you know, being the commentator and transitioning from that to uh, to the Mr. McMahon character that we've yeah. all pretty much come to uh, loathe on TV. <laughs> yeah. You hear that yeah, music and you start cheering or you hear that music and you're like, fuck you, you bastard. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, I know when we were talking about this before, um, Carl, you'd mentioned that Vince had uh, tested out that heel Vince character in USWA, which I think you did send us a clip of one of his uh, promos. And that was like really like spot on as far as like the the heel Vince that we've gotten. Um, I think he's a little more out there or not. Yeah, I don't think it was as out there as his personality on TV was, but he definitely had that heel, um, that heel boss type persona. Yes, and kind of like, you know, greater than the common man type thing, like that. Yeah, heel persona that he kind of used in WWE when you know he finally. Became the face of the company, but yeah, like up until then, I really didn't know um, that Vince owned WWF. Like I said, I thought he was, like you said, I thought he was a commentator. Uh, but this was around '93-ish. The only thing that kind of sucked is like uh, this, like didn't happen in Nashville. Like this was like this exclusive to like the um, the Memphis show. Like they only came down and did one show. They didn't do like the whole. The whole circuit, you know, what I mean, because they had other shit they had yeah. to do. Uh, but like they did air it on like TV, so like you get to saw like some of the highlights of the matches and stuff. But uh, yeah, I was kind of pissed, you know, we didn't get to see Macho Man or like Brett or Owen, but uh, it's all and Undertaker came down too. But uh, it was pretty cool, and it's kind of like an invasion angle where like the WWE was kind of invading. Uh, the territories so it's like pre nwo so. awesome uh, but what was see. but what was what was different and kind of weird about it is um the feud um especially the uh, the feud with uh, jerry lawyer and bret hart which was like the main main part of the feud um yeah. and wwe is playing out as jerry lawyer being the hill this you know cocky loudmouth uh commentator for wwe um yeah. and bret hart was the face and then in memphis and on uswa television it was the rosa reverse so <laughs> you're getting, you know you hear bret hart and hill Vince man uh with uh jerry king lawyer as your as your face so it's just kind of weird being a wrestling fan at the time you know, younger, it's kind of gives you insight to the business. Like, can't believe wrestling's real, you know. 
the character yeah. switch up like that, but it was it was it was fun. Um, touched a little bit on the feud with Austin. Um, obviously that being one of like Vince's breakout um feuds that would last quite a while. Um, other, yeah. you know, he did kind of feud with Hogan a little bit too during Hogan's last run with WWF or WWE. Yeah. But um, like really the the whole feud with Austin is what solidified Vince as an on screen character, yeah. um, as like the heel, you know, Mister McMahon, the CEO. Um, I think the that. the best, the most memorable thing about that is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but the the point where you know Austin pulls the gun on Vince and then he pisses his pants. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That was probably like the best, like on air TV. Yep. Like, oh my god, that was like I remember talking about that for school for months. Like, and there's that and the uh, the the bedpan. Oh, bed yeah, pan with, that's uh, the only thing I ever remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just hands. love Mick Foley trying to like cheer him up the whole time, bringing that stupid ass clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Garrett's favorite part of Vince's thing was the kiss my ass bud to get to see Vince's ass, right? Garrett, yep. I mean, kiss you nailed, nailed it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Awesome. <laughs> so but many I mean, uh, Regal. The Rock, the Rock <laughs> too, Regal. you know, corporate champ. Uh, yep. Yeah, is this. Vince's involvement was pretty cool. Uh, and then, like, his uh, probably one of his best matches is when he defeated Shawn Michaels and God. <laughs> <laughs> or did Shawn Michaels win that? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I'm always surprised <laughs> if Michaels went over. I, I did. Um, I will say, though, the um, the match with him and uh, Hogan wasn't that bad. Yeah, but that was that was pretty decent for what it was. Oh, um, but while we're bitching about Ric Flair, like Vince kind of did the same thing at WrestleMania, dude. What WrestleMania? I mean, but, uh, that's true. He did take the worst stunner of all time. Oh yeah, that was pretty and, bad. And uh, <laughs> the shit that he was giving McAfee didn't look all too like. Yeah. Oh, that was, ter- that was so bad. Yeah. Hey. But you know what? It still looked like he could lift his arms to throw a punch. Nah. <laughs> oh. <coughs> uh, let's see. So we got that. You have Vince, like we talked about Vince buying up like the talent from the territories. But probably like probably the most famous acquisition, obviously, uh Vince buying WCW. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely like a huge, huge moment in wrestling history um, involving Vince McMahon, even though like ended up being like one of the worst angles in WWF history with the invasion. So much potential. Yeah. But without your, without your top tier guys like Sting and Hogan and Flair and um, Nash, like Goldberg, like it really doesn't work. No, no slight to, uh, you know, Booker T and them, but honestly, I'm not going to be afraid if, you know, my, my B squad is coming to take over my show. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Booker T, to be fair, Booker T was at the top at the, the time, and for, to hear him say it, like, he wanted to, uh, like, he was just got to the top, so he wanted out to stay relevant. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, Goldberg and Hogan could take months off and, you know, not yeah. be seen. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're a casual wrestler, if you're a fan, a wrestling fan, like, are you going to tune in to see Booker T and Buff Bagwell and Billy Kidman attempt to invade WWF? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time we didn't know, but yeah. I would. I was just excited that it happened, and because I was a, a mark for. I mean, honestly, w- like I was psyched like to see the WCW guys because I. I love WCW like more so than WWF at the time. See, I like WWF like to have more. those guys come in, but yeah. like when you look back at it and you look at the actual angle, and you're like, yeah. you know, this would have worked better if you know they had at least Goldberg or Sting or even like a Ric Flair or somebody that came over with them. Um, but they all decided, like you said, they all let their contracts with AOL, Tom Warner, run out. And chose to I mean, ride those out paid. instead of actually. Yeah. I don't blame them. I would have done the same yeah. thing. Get paid, sit at home, play your kids. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, not play your kids or, and shoot up heroin and smoke crack. Yeah. Whatever some of them are doing. Pretty much. Beating your ex-wife. So as we look. Uh, at the end of the era with Vince McMahon, um, obviously we have the the new era, which honestly Vince's era ended at SummerSlam. That was the kind of like the 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 passing of the torch type thing um, from the Vince McMahon era, because a lot of those storylines kind of played out. Um, we got some new stuff that started um, from SummerSlam into this week with the, the Stephanie McMahon as your co-CEO with Nick Khan and, of course, uh, Triple H being your uh, being WWE's new head of talent relations and head of creative. So we've already seen, like, a lot of creative changes happen uh, going into SummerSlam and then uh, more so at the, at the event itself and then on, like, Monday Night Raw and even up till tonight on SmackDown. Um, mm-hmm. And so a few things we talked about with um, as we look ahead to see what possible things that we want to see. Um, do you guys think that there'll be any type of culture change in the locker room? Um, not, not really. Like, it, the culture had already changed in the locker room from, like, this hearing wrestlers talk, like, Undertaker and stuff was like, yeah, you go to a show now, like, the locker room is different, like as far as you know, people playing video games and hanging out with each other instead of you know smoking crack and beating their wives. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, as far as like management, like like culture change amongst the management, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, there's, there's going to be because because we're gonna we're, Kevin Dunn's gone. Um, who else? Uh, fucking his brother, love, brother, brother love gone. Uh, no, Bruce Richard is still still there, so he is still um creative with um Triple H right now, but they're not yeah. saying that he's. A lot of people are speculating that he'll probably be gone in the next few months. 
Yeah, uh, get Sean down. Get Sean Michaels in there. Um. So with that too, uh, we talked a little bit. Uh, obviously, SummerSlam. We saw the. We finally saw Bailey return to TV. Yep. As well as um, Io Shirai, who's now going under the name Io Sky, um, who pretty much was pretty. Who's we're all pretty much thought she was done with WWE after a contract expires um, relatively soon, but looks like she may be sticking around with Triple H in charge of creative. Um, so we saw that, and then we saw the return of the previously released Dakota Kai. Yeah. Which was a huge uh, surprise. Like, they kept that, like, under wraps, like, big time. Even, like, Bailey yeah. coming back and... <laughs> Even like um EO I, showing up at SummerSlam. I guess the the only the only thing I kind of didn't like about that is like one they did it on the first match, and two yeah um um the they could have did like a little scrap scrap or just something to make it a little bit more like shocking than the way they did it. But yep. it, it's all good. or a run in or something maybe you know yeah. Mix it up, but they should have switched out so, the women's matches because that match was kind of set the par uh, for the night. But to me, it was, it was more deserving of you know later on in the evening. Than oh, definitely. Um, especially like the only reason why Liv and Ronda was higher up the card was because of Ronda. Like honestly, but the match was terrible. Like it was, it was like there weren't that many bad matches. Like I didn't think there was a bad match at SummerSlam. But that was no. probably like the worst out of all of them. Like, I like I the storyline. Like, at least, at least they had like a storyline in the match type thing. Yeah. But that was that was cool. But other than that, like, just don't like Ronda. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But she's gone for now. No. So, um, <laughs> with uh, like I said, with Dakota Kai returning, um, obviously we saw tonight on SmackDown the return of. Uh, Killer Cross and Scarlet, which was huge. Um, yep, huge return for for the for both of them. Um, and it looks like Cross will be going back to his NXT gimmick, which is fantastic. Yes, they came out. Never should have. They came out. Put him that, that fucking gladiator shit. Is, is he gonna um, cut his hair though? Because like, nah, his hair is still the same. Harris thing. Because I'm like, when I saw my requires last night. He came like, out to the NXT theme. Oh, uh, nice. so, so that was what it's, it was. Nice. Okay. And then he beat the shit out of McIntyre. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then uh, Scarlet gave uh, Roman the, the hourglass. Mm-hmm. He told him he's on the clock. <laughs> that's, that, that's actually <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> Um, so with those returns do you guys expect to see any more um talent that was previously released under the nx under triple h's nxt era get brought back or who would you like to see come back uh uh karen cross is probably it like um i'm trying to like some of them I don't really want to see back, just like because they went to AW and I'm like, yeah, you can yeah, they AW. 
There was um, some uh, some pretty big rumors of Gargano possibly coming back. That'd be cool. Gargano, that'd be cool, but still, I kind of like his run as like the belt collector. I'm trying to think of like who else was released during that time frame. Um, that's not signed to anywhere else, like AEW yeah. or Impact. Um, but I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, hopefully, you know what we could get. We can hopefully, you know, since you know, you know Jonathan Crash don't like nobody, maybe he'll go to WWE now. Maybe. Now, I would like to see. Um, I'd like to see Butch uh, not be Butch anymore. Kind of develop his character the way he was in NXT, but. Um. Other than that, like, can I, can that be my I answer? Think, can this like Butch not be Butch? <laughs> they, it so it's funny you say that. There's actually a tweet he sent out of like he sent a picture out of the bruiser weight, like a picture of itself, and he said clash. Mm-hmm. He said clash, and then did like the the maybe kind of emoji. Oh man. I want the bruiser way back so bad. Like the whole butch thing was just stupid. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I think we're gonna see a lot going forward. I think we're gonna see a lot of creative changes like that. Look at look at Champa. Yep. Champa mm-hmm. got pushed like to the freaking moon Monday. And there's mm-hmm. also talk of uh, bringing back his old NXT music. So yeah. I mean, but it's just it's just one of those things that I'd like to see it go in like a good direction. I got I don't want it to be like NXT 3.0 or anything like no. that. Like I want it to be Raw and SmackDown, but I do want to see like more adventurous. Like, uh, like to me, like NXT kind of had that feel to where it was like. It was like wrestling for adults rather than like yes. for kids. And yes, like actual. Like, like there, there needs to be a change. I mean, in all honesty, and I think we're gonna get that because yeah, you see, like most of the guys that got pushed went on the main roster are you know your guys that fit Vince's profile, where yeah. you know, like the guys like the big guys like Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> guys like that size yes they'll probably still maintain their, their spots because they they do draw money um you mm-hmm. know people do tune in to see them mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean that, that makes sense um especially on your flagship shows like these are the guys like the ratings generally peak for um but you have to build new talent you have to build new stars if you yeah. don't do that then you kind of falter and you end up where we were for like the last you know seven eight years yeah. Where, where we've kind of plateaued. So if you don't build That's, up your guys like Champa and Riddle and bring back, you know, other guys that could have had an impact if they understood the character, like Cross. Yeah. Like that's like these guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Like I think that was like the biggest problem they had was like when they're except for like D- Damian Priest, like he kind of had like a decent call up, but yeah. Um, I mean, he kind of he stumbled like, there a little bit. But it was yeah. the um, the stuff with him and Miz and Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. I think well, how that came off being so good and very well done with Priest in that position. I think that's yeah. what led him to getting more, more of those opportunities. Yeah. But but it seemed like everybody else just kind of got like 
when they get called up from NXT, it's like they kind of bubble gummed them up instead of like, the, the biggest up. one. The biggest flop was the Ascension. Yep. Yeah, the Ascension. If they if Vince would have retired years ago, I think the Ascension would have been a bigger deal on the main roster under Triple H than they were with Vince. Yeah. Cause they had the look, they had the in-ring ability. Like they were literally <clears throat> like the second coming of the Road Warriors. Like yeah. they could go. And yeah. would they would they have gotten a Road Warrior pop? Probably not. But nah. like they could have gravitated towards the fans. It could have been a really good face tag team because they were over huge of the NXT crowd. But it was just yeah. transitioning them from NXT to the main roster that you know it didn't really happen and then same thing with the authors of pain like yeah. uh, putting drake maverick as their manager was like stupid yeah oh yep so like, there's a lot of stuff ftr would have benefited like huge right now uh-huh. with triple h in control oh mm-hmm. but, actually i take can I take my my last answer to the last question back F- ftr <laughs> FTR. FTR versus Usos. Has the FTR I, come back and take the title off the Usos? I think when their contract expires with AEW, I I could probably I won't be surprised if they jump back to WWE. Like in all honesty, because they both they've said that they still have some stuff that they wanted to do in WWE that they weren't able to do before. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, Triple H is. Triple H was keen on tag team wrestling. You saw that in NXT. Um, the women's division, NXT was by far the best um, out of the three brands. And hey, as, lo- as long as they don't have a fucking trios titles, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. Uh, let's see. Another question for the looking ahead here. Um, do you guys think like Brock Lesnar will continue to work? We'll pick up dates and come uh, back under the new I heard he regime. I heard he was really upset and walked out after he got news that Vince was retiring. Yeah. Um I don't know, like maybe he didn't know and thought maybe he was forced out or something or, yep. or what it was. Well, he but, did come back and he did finish out his uh his date. Um I think Brock will continue to work for WWE. Like if the money's there, he'll he'll show up. Yeah, I, I think he generally, he generally likes wrestling. And from what I understand, I think like it was just like a misunderstanding. Like I think like yeah. I said, like I think he thinks like Vince was forced out rather than like it, yeah. him retiring. I honestly think like he's he's been more entertaining the last couple years anyway than he has been like his entire WWE career. I mean, I he, the, he generally looks like he's having fun. So, yeah, and the SummerSlam match, last build up. So. Yeah, the SummerSlam match was like the only time like, I can say like I probably enjoyed a Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match. <laughs> I just, I just like, get the whole like lifting up the ring thing with the the freaking tractor. So, yeah, it was I mean, amazing it was and awesome, but it was cool. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. That was like that was the only part that like kind of like scratched my head at. I was like, "What the fuck does this got to do with anything?" But I, I, I mean, it. it was it was still a good match. It was I found it entertaining. 
Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So Raw this week was ratings went up um, quite a bit compared to the previous week's Raw. So I mean, a whole hour is dedicated to Bailey and her group. Yeah. So with that, do you think more fans will start to come back to WWE? Those who had left as the the product starts to evolve, will we see an increase in fan viewership again? Mm, probably. Uh, I, I, no, not really. I think, think so. it may stay. No, I think it may like not uh, fall as fast. You know, like you may see a lot, but I don't think it'll ever be like it was like in the attitude area. Like I'd never see it getting that popular again. I think we'll see. I don't think it'll be like right away, but I think they're I think ratings will continue to go up and they may spike at one point, and then they'll probably like start the plateau again. Um I can see that happening too. It's like highs and lows, peaks and valleys with WWE as far as the ratings go. Um, yeah, I just, and I think I AEW think, is like, the same. Oh. Times have changed. Like I don't, like I said, I don't think it'll be like, like I don't think you get too many like new new viewers that you know are not like kids being born into families that watch wrestling. Like I don't think yeah. you'll get to uh, you know. Uh, a level to where like your sixth grade teacher is gonna know who Stone Code is type thing, just yeah. because like all the kids are talking about it. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. So under the new new era, new regime, do you think we'll see talent get more creative control of their characters or possibly less scripted promos? Uh, yeah. No. No. I think it just depends on who it is. Like. Yeah. Some wrestlers may get less scripted promos or may get to do what they want, but I think, like, under Stephanie and Triple H, I think they still want the control like Vince yeah. did. Cool. So, I'm looking that. forward looking forward to seeing where, where this goes and how the product's going to evolve going forward. Um, under Stephanie and Triple H, um, can't imagine. What do you guys think on that one? Well, I mean, what is it? SmackDown was a good kind of in- indication I, of a you, lot of things. So, how do you feel about the the product going forward? Oh, I think it's in good hands. Like, I I guess I don't think they're going to like fuck it up or anything like that. I think it's in good hands, and I like what Triple H did with NXT. So. He obviously has like an idea of what people want to see and what don't watch and stuff like that. I'd like to see him get some of the people he had in NXT. I mean, I know Regal left, and it might be a while before he can get him back. But I'd like to see like Shawn Michaels, you know, some of the people that were creative for NXT when it was good NXT. Uh, Get involved in Raw and get Raw back to like being Raw. Yeah, bring back Road Dog, uh, X Pac. Yeah, it's like all those. They were all involved in some point with NXT. There's the trainer or creative. Yeah. I think Road Dog was involved in creative. And say um, Tony Khan doesn't the, want Road Dog anyway. Yeah, I know. 
Um, <laughs> the road dog's like, I see like your product, and he's like, I can fix it, like make it look better. <laughs> hire me now, well, please hire yeah, me, please. Pretty much, we'll talk about um, AW had some promotions this week and um, some new hires, so we'll talk about that a little bit here. Um, I'll say one of the things I was unfortunately, say, none um, of them were a uh, road dog. So. Oh, god. <laughs> One other thing I was going to say about SmackDown is, um, so there were a couple instances where they were talking about, so at one point they were talking about Ludwig because he was wrestling Shinsuke, and they admitted yeah. he was a former NXT tag team champion. They never used to do Good. that. They did the same thing with Baszler, said she was a former women's NXT champion. So they're starting to incorporate that stuff and actually, you know. And they should. Like, NXT that should be the from brand. the get-go. So. Yeah. Like NXT, yes, NXT is more of a developmental system. Like we get that, but it's still a brand. Like you still have branded stuff for NXT. It's still a brand. It's a developmental brand. Yes. Like I get that it wasn't supposed to take off like it did. Like they didn't plan on that, but it did because Vince let Triple H run it the way he wanted to because he didn't give a shit about it. And that's what happened. Like you have, it's on national TV. It's a brand, so like just deal with it. So, so they need to mention, like, yes, these are former NXT World Champions. These are former NXT Tag Team Champions. Like they're part of their title credentials. So I mean, uh, it's not like it's they just walk in and they give them a title. Here, you're NXT Women's Champion now. Yeah, and they I mean, brought back the women's ti- tag title. They brought back the women's tag titles tonight? They did. They said they will do some sort of thing for it on Monday. Okay. Because I know Bailey was pushing um, in a promo that she, in an interview she did over the weekend, she said she wants the, uh, the tag titles to come back. And they want she wants to help build that tag team division again. Um, but there were Sasha and Naomi um, rumored to return as well. Um, under the new the new leadership regime, so I mean that's a plus for WWE, honestly. Um, I know a lot of fans um, hate on Sasha. Um, like, there's not a lot of people out there that like Naomi, but they draw, and that's pretty much what it is. They make the company money. You'd be stupid not to bring them back. Naomi resonates well with the kids, so does Sasha. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. That's, mm, you know, like, there, there's always two sides to every story. So, like, yep. you know, people walk out I mean, and then come back. Like, yep. it's happening. I mean, before. if it's, if you look at the, the interview that uh, Ember Moon had, where she told them, where Creative pretty much told them after Vince had taken over uh, Vince and uh, Bruce Richard and said that they all need to start dressing more like Mandy Rose. I think that's the direction that they wanted to go with with the women in NXT. And that's what we saw. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got from like the women's division on NXT. It wasn't about the wrestling anymore. It was about how good they look in their ring gear. And that, that's pretty much what it boiled down to. And it sucked. Um, 
Oh, all right. Um, a little bit more here too. WWE was plan is planning to return to uh, TV fourteen. I mean, we've seen that with uh, Miz's shirt that says "I have big balls," <laughs> and his ring gear. Yep. Hello, my name is. My balls are huge. Become <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, ACDC big balls. No, we should have, though. <laughs> I mean, hell, on SmackDown, we had McAfee for like 10 minutes talk about him kicking uh, Corbin in the balls. He almost wrote <laughs> balls on his little, like, TV pad thing he was using. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty damn funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, that's going to give them a little more leeway on what they can do uh, character-wise, storyline-wise. So, kind of looking forward to that as well. Um, get a little bit more edgier again. We'll probably won't yeah. go back to like a full blown attitude era. Uh, I mean, because like the sponsorship deals are different. Um, the culture is completely different now because half the shit that they did in the attitude era would not fly today. Nope. <laughs> so, um, but we'll see where we end up with that. Uh, let's get into a couple of the pay per views this past weekend. Ric Flair's last match. You guys want to talk about that or you want to talk about SummerSlam? We can talk about either one. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed both. I watched one of them. <laughs> I watched one and a half because I didn't realize uh, Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view started earlier than what it did. I thought it was like seven, but apparently it started no, it's, like before that. <laughs> he's old, man. You wanna, can't be the yeah, he got it. He gotta get to bed so he can get up early. He's gotta be to bed by nine. <laughs> did you uh did you did you listen to his uh post match uh thing? Yeah, he said he was gonna go party downtown with Kid Rock or whatever. <laughs> Carl. Who do you think he, he was the he partied with the, Carl? Not, that's not the <laughs> that's not the the biggest thing though. It's, uh the um him saying like he admitted like he couldn't remember half the match that he just wrestled. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um yeah. I we were talking about this before we started recording. I didn't like the match. Like that's I mean, I'm not the biggest Ric Flair fan. Like he's not someone that I grew up watching like outside of his work in WWF in like ninety two with the self with Savage. Like, I never knew Ric Flair existed before that. Um, when I discovered WCW, like, it was randomly on a Saturday night at my grandma's house. Like, I was flipping through the channels and saw wrestling. And I was like, this isn't WWF. Like, what is this? So, like, that was the first time I ever saw Sting wrestle. Like, Ric Flair, I don't think Ric Flair was on the program at all. But, like, I didn't really get into Ric Flair again until, you know, WCW in, like, 96, the uh, NWO invasion and all that. So, so I'm not, like, Ric Flair was never, like, someone that stuck out to me or resonated with me. Um, I know, Carl, you pretty much grew up watching Ric Flair anyway, so. Yeah, I grew up watching (laughs) Ric Flair. But, uh. I mean, the biggest thing I think like people are not realizing is like a 
this was supposed to be in a small auditorium at the fairgrounds, but everybody wanted to see it. And so it made it a bigger event than what it was originally designed to be. Um, but I think it, overall it was a, a good, a good match. Uh, uh, I didn't, even watch, it. I didn't even watch it, but I agree with Carl. <laughs> I watched I think, it. Uh, I didn't Garrett, pay for it. I still got my damn money back. Garrett, Garrett gave a pretty good tutorial on how to play a good heel. Oh, he yeah. Great heel from the entrance. From the entrance to the final bell, Jeff Jarrett, like, total heel, 100%. Like, they're, like, if, like, study Jeff Jarrett. Like, if you want to know how to be a good heel, you want to play up the crowd, like, whatever it is that you want to do as a heel, Jeff Jarrett is definitely one of those guys that you should pay attention to. Like, he gets a lot of shit, but Jeff Jarrett is definitely one of the the most underrated heels in wrestling. So. Yeah. Um, and for people that uh, I know people have been bringing it up that they felt like Jay Lethal and Andrade should have did more. The, yeah. the match. I, I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> so let me explain to you why they couldn't do it. The match was people were there to see Ric Flair. Everybody that bought a ticket bought that ticket before any other match on that card had or and even I will, the opponent I will give credit to where credit is due because there was not a single match announced for this pay-per-view when those tickets went on sale besides Ric yeah. Flair's last match and that's what sold the tickets and that's what caused them to move from the fairgrounds to a bigger air, bigger arena I got yeah. credit where credit's due all day like Ric Flair's name alone yeah sold out that arena and had them change venues. So yeah. And like, then, I don't deny that at all. And 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 what people had came to see everyone there, what they had came to see, they came to see Ric Flair. So Ric Flair, he wasn't all that mobile. Like he you could tell his age was showing. You could tell he, he had a pace. He should have came to the ring in a fucking like rascal scooter. <laughs> I, uh, he looked like he was gonna thought, die halfway down the ramp. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, I thought he shit himself when he first came out. We had the, the belt. He was walking. The belt, <laughs> the, belt, the belt almost fell, and then he like had like kind of like grabbed it and then turned around <laughs> uh, to put like adjust it back on. I thought he shit yeah. himself. I'm like, oh man, he shit himself. And I'm like, oh no, he has a belt. Never mind, never mind. Uh, that was the uh, but, the original uh, big gold uh, NWA yeah. title. Yeah, but uh, anyways, the reason why uh, Jay Lethal and Andrade, the two guys that you know were in the best shape uh, in the match, the reason why they didn't go out there and flip around like everybody else uh, did that night is because you wouldn't believe Ric Flair did what he did if they were that good. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you have to play down to the talent. No, I totally, I totally understand it. Like I, yeah. I get that they're not gonna upstage like the the person who's the pay per view is fucking named after. Yeah, but um, but but I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from all this, and everybody did it well except for the women's match. I was a little disappointed in, but what what Ric Flair did that night is what you want any legend to do. 
everybody that bought that ticket came to see Ric Flair, right? And there's probably there's probably you know men that bought tickets for their kids, and their kids didn't know who the fuck Ric Flair was. But hey, when their kids saw that fucking luchador mask, oh uh, yeah, yeah, those kids are probably wrestling fans now. They're probably like, yep. holy shit, my dad brought me something really cool. The dads that didn't know who Killer Cross was, oh, they're probably Killer Cross fans now. Just because they ain't watched wrestling in a while. They're like, oh, there is some good stuff out there. Got all these young guys having these these pretty good matches. Maybe I need to watch well, a little bit more. on top of that, like, too. Like, maybe I need to watch a little bit more Triple A. Uh, yeah, a more Triple A, a little more Impact, because Black Tarus and Laredo Kid are regulars on Impact every week. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like a great matchup between the four of them. Um, even like you talk about other matches on the card, the Briscoes versus the Von Erics was a great match. Yeah. Um, did, no, did a lot try, of people wait, didn't know who Carl? Jacob Fatu was. Carl. The only, the only, the only complaint I have about this pay-per-view, and I'll, I'll say this here. Uh, this is my complaint of the pay-per-view. Uh, the, the tickets uh, around the immediate ringside were all like former wrestlers and former promoters, uh, people that were kind of in the wrestling business or yeah. uh, celebrities. Um, uh, Rick, uh, another thing, fucking Undertaker, who the fuck is he showing up for the last match? It's like his <laughs> fucking seat was empty until the fucking match started. But, uh, the only thing is, like, when you're watching the, especially the earlier matches uh, before Ric Flair came out, and even the Ric Flair match itself, too, at times, like, those wouldn't fans right there at the front, and I feel like it would have been a better picture on TV if you got the, like, actual wrestling fans reaction to wrestling instead of some 60-year-old Bret Hart that thinks he's better than everybody that's in the ring, even though he ain't wrestled in the million years, and not being entertained. Right? Vicky Guerrero was there, and yeah, she's always entertaining. But you know, a lot of those people are not wrestling fans. And yeah, they, those those guys should not have been they, on the hard camera side. They should have been across. Yeah. They should have been opposite. So. Yeah, but I, I think they just wanted to know everybody to know that Mick Foley and Diamond Dallas Page and Bret Hart and yeah, Undertaker and stuff was there. I did see a lot of um a lot of TikToks and tweets um regarding uh Jacob Fatu and uh how impressed a lot of people were with him who've never seen him wrestle before. So I mean that's that's a huge MLW. MLW, yep. My uh my my brother my brother didn't know who he was and our brother and sister they watched uh SummerSlam. We actually I I was on the phone with them uh on Skype and it was kinda cool watching you know, wrestling with my siblings again, like we used to when we were younger. But um, uh, they were all like kind of fans of uh, Roman Reigns. They're like, you know, like Roman Reigns, this and that. And then the, the uh, Jacob Fatu match came on the Ric Flair, and I called him. I was like, hey, this is the real travel chief right here. Like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and they were amazed. They were, they were amazed by him. But uh, yep. yeah. Samoan Dynasty is alive and well, yeah. Just, yeah. and it's and it's uh, global. Oh, so, yeah, just all corners of the globe. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I 
not a big fan of Ric Flair. I mean, when I did see Lethal and Andrade attached to this, honestly, I did expect more out of them. Like, I know why they didn't do as much as they normally would do. I get that. But, like, oh, I was still kind of disappointed because I was expecting to see, like, a couple cool things from them. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, that's basically what it was. Like I said, like we said, the pay-per-view sold just based off of Ric Flair's name alone. So, that's that's how it rolled. So, um, as, as it should have. So, huge props. I mean, it was a huge success. Like, yeah. fans got I mean, was it, wanted. Was it Summer, Flair was it summer Slam? Still, no. No. Flair still proved he could sell out an arena. I mean, was it freaking MSG? No. But he sold out. He, he caused them to move to a bigger arena. Because the ticket sales were so huge. So, I mean, that's that's what happens. Um, speaking of SummerSlam, that was the, the previous night, Saturday. Um, I hope to God they keep these pay-per-views on Saturday going forward. That's just so much easier. Um, great show, uh, bell to bell, honestly. Like I said, my only complaint mm-hmm. was the uh Rousey Liv Morgan match, but everything else is pretty yeah. solid. I, I didn't really like that. Was a, a pretty good, it was a pretty good match, and it had storytelling. Um, I like I said, it wasn't bad. Was but, like, if I had to pick, if I had to pick the worst matches, it was Rousey and Liv. So, yeah, yeah, if um, I was picking the worst one, yeah. The uh, Ustos and the Street Profits, I think, were one of the show stealers. Oh yeah, that match was uh, really good. So. It was a, it was, a, it was a really good match. I don't know if I'd say show stealer, but it was Carl, a good match. Carl, Carl, what did, <laughs> what did the Street Profits come out dressed like? How can you even Just say that? Time. How can you even say that then? <laughs> <laughs> um. It was a good hey, no, night man. Can you say the it? The cheerleaders were out there. It was a good match. It was a good match, but be 100% honest, wasn't the match at Money in the Bank better? No. 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 What? The match at Money in the Bank I, was I better. Think I, do, I do have to agree. No, that's what I'm that. saying. No, I'm saying no. You asked me if it was better, and I said no, it wasn't better. Like the okay. match at SummerSlam. Okay, yeah, the so, match at SummerSlam is not better. Is no. that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay, right, so you're saying so you are saying the Money in the Bank match was better than the SummerSlam one. Right. Yeah. Okay. But that so I feel like that's I feel like that's most matches. Is the yeah. first match is usually always better unless your name is Cody nah. Rhodes or Seth Rollins. Not necessarily, because oh. the <laughs> Roman, Roman Reigns, we've seen Roman Reigns and fucking Brock Lesnar like a million times, and the match at SummerSlam was a lot better than any Sammy, match they've Sammy ever Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Oh, I know. Like, I'm not saying they're um, all like that. The I New Day like... and the Usos. <laughs> yeah, but they're all the same. Yeah, but they try to top each match, though, and that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, if, I, if I was gonna say show stealer, like as far as like a match that I wasn't was gonna be surprised that it was so good, it probably been Logan Paul and uh, the Miz. I gotta say, like Logan Paul, better wrestler than Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hands down. Like that's 
<clears throat> that's pretty much how it is. Like, how how are you gonna have like the world's most famous luchador as your father and trainer and still suck? Where Logan Paul comes in, who's been training with AJ Styles for maybe like two months and yeah. already pulls off a hurricane rana better than you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say like he he dove in. I think he's I think this is his calling, in all honesty. Like he took to it really well. Um, you know, we I praised him for his work at WrestleMania. Like it was better than what I was expecting it to be. Um, and his match at SummerSlam with the Miz was, you know, by far leaps and bounds better than his WrestleMania match. And you can tell that he put in the work for both matches. You can tell he put in more work for this one. I mean, he's just even like the the build up the Monday before with his promo work, it was still still pretty solid. Like he's a natural on a microphone. So yeah, yep. like I give him props. Like he he looked good. Like he looked like he'd been doing it for a few years. Yeah. Um, I mean that's yeah. Props and then uh, yeah, the the uh, Bianca Belair um um Becky Lynch think. match was really good. Well, that, that was great. Was, really great match. It's probably one of the best matches they put on together. Get out of there. Oh, and Becky even like separated her damn shoulder and still finished the match. Yeah. And that was that was fun too watching that with like I said, I was like on Skype with my mom. And you know, like women wrestling back in the day, you know, you get your brown panties or they're pulling hair and sh- like it was cool to see her like actually get to watch like women wrestle. It's like, damn, yeah. these girls are wrestling better than the men. And I was like yeah, mom, a lot's changed since you watch wrestling. And that's that's great, especially for you know, me and you who have who have daughters. Um, I know Zatanna like her favorite wrestler is Sasha Banks. Um, she really loves Sasha. So like she'll watch a Sasha Banks match when it's on, and that's pretty much what she'll watch. Um yeah. but even like other women's wrestling, like if eventually when she gets into it, like she does like Ember Moon. Like I've showed her some of those matches. So like seeing these the role models and seeing these women that can actually wrestle and not just parade around in body paint and brawn panties and bikinis and have Playboy pillow fights and stuff and actually see that they can go in there and dive off the top rope, do a power bomb, um, frog splashes, all this stuff and see that and go i can probably do that too like that's amazing that's awesome whereas like oh i'm gonna go be a playboy centerfold and get a job for wwe and strip down to my bra and panties and get paid for it like i'd rather have my daughter go in there and throw throw punches and you know hit a stunner and flip them off and puzzle a couple beers and run out the ring so I can confirm KD has a new favorite wrestler. Oh, yeah? Yes. Roman Reigns. It is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Mm. I saw Roman Reigns and his uh, Acknowledge Your Daddy shirt. There needs to be a Rhea Ripley shirt that says Mommy with a question mark on it. 
Oh yep. my god! Like yes, like I don't understand why they haven't put that out already. Um, her tweet too after um choking Dominic Monday night. It's like Dominic's out here living your all your dreams. <laughs> I was like, yes, then, yes, the, he is. The best, <laughs> the best, the best ones are like the uh uh fucking Rhea and Aaliyah. With uh, Buddy Murphy on a pool match. Oh yes! <laughs> like I've seen so many different ones. I uh, <laughs> cracking me up. He said they can um, they can have a ladder match and fight over custody for him. Yep, that's what uh, Buddy Murphy <laughs> tweeted. Another another thing that was uh pretty funny, like with my family watching it, is because it's been a while since my uh brother and sister seen Dominic. Uh, and they're like, "Is that a <laughs> I mean, he's he looks they're more like, like his dad every every week. You got the like, mullet, they, the mustache going. Like, it's like Ramsey <laughs> still have custody, and I was like, dude, I was like, that was fake. Like he's really not, and he's. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, allegedly, he's. Got the damn mullet and the mustache going. He might as well be. <laughs> oh man, awesome! Yeah, so SummerSlam was pretty good. Ric Flair's last match pay per view was great. Um, a couple things for AEW before we uh, finish up here with one a uh, new segment we've got. Um, AEW announced a whole bunch of promotions and um, some sign a uh, major signing uh, for their women's division. Um. So I got this pulled up here real quick. Uh, so expansion of the talent relations and dev- developmental team. Uh, Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall, Pat Buck, and Tony Schiavone um, will increase their um, duties under the expanded talent relations team. Um, Sanjay Dutt uh, promoted to vice president of production and creative coordination. Uh, basically, he'll coordinate uh, communication of AW storylines. Uh, between post-production key staff to maintain workflow. Um, QT Marshall is promoted to vice president of show and creative coordination. So manage show elements, including planning programs and storylines, character development, overseeing extras and live event logistics. Pat Buck, <coughs> um, who was originally with WWE, uh, been promoted to vice president of talent development. Um, he will liaise with talent and production and oversee all coaches provide input matches and promos tony shivani promoted to senior producer and special advisor to talent uh worked directly with talent as part of the talent relations team and then one of the big ones here madison rain has been hired as coach for the women's division um kicked off her new role wednesday night on dynamite uh, which you can see some of that influence um, already with that uh, women's tag team match between Thunderstorm and uh, was it uh, Britt Baker and and Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. So with, you could always see already see that with Madison Rain in there with uh, Thunder Rosa wearing a uh, a shirt that says Sandbagging uh, since 2014, yeah. <laughs> which was great. Oh, love it. I'm saying, speaking of Madison Rain, she uh, wrestled on Rampage. She actually, she wrestled on Rampage? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. She's going to uh, wrestle Jade Cargo. Nice. That should be pretty solid. I love Madison Rain. She's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Oh, she that's, wrestled. That's a she wrestled. Uh, that's one I didn't know. That doesn't matter. That's good. That's that's a huge pickup for AEW. Like they definitely need, um, they definitely need like more coaches for the women's division. Um, someone that knows the ins and outs of the ring and can get in there with them because <laughs> I feel like they're not utilizing uh, Serena Deeb in that capacity like they should be. Um, I know Dustin has been working a lot with the female talent, uh, specifically like Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill, uh, but they definitely need to get more hands in that kitchen. So. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, pretty much a lot of the AEW uh, big AEW news on that. Uh, they did announce uh, trios titles, which Carl was super thrilled about. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, as long as the Hangman and the Bucks don't win them, I'm good. Oh. You you don't want Hangman and the Bucks to win? Oh, that's no. right. We talked about that. Yeah, I'd rather see uh, someone else. Oh, you want the like, factory? Why not, you know, you want the yeah, factory why not let the Dark Order win? Like nobody in the Dark Order has held a fucking title since Brody Lee passed. He's the only one in that group that held a title. Why not let them be tag team champions or let them be like trio champions? Why not let uh, freaking Johnny Hungy, Evil Uno, and um alex reynolds when or or 10 like three like someone like do something with 10 like he just stands around there and fucking does nothing so you know who i want my trios titles champs to be i want it to be uh sammy Guevara, ty conti and uh uh anna jay are they actually gonna let the women compete in those trios matches. I, I have, or is it just I have no idea. I'm just, just saying something stupid. Because I know they're doing a tournament. Have they, have they kicked <clears> off the tournament yet for that? Or? No. Well, that's supposed to start this week. Mm, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be next week either because they're doing, you know, another another uh, pay-per-view named TV show. Oh, of course. Oh, is it like Fight for the Fallen or something like that? Nope. It's Festival. Quake at the Lake. Oh, that's so lame. Quick at the lake. Okay. <laughs> they get worse if and worse. Do, I swear they've run out of ideas. If they do it, if they do it on like a barge, that would be pretty cool. Like, like quick at the lake. Awesome. I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. All right. So, I got something new for you guys this week. I saw it. I'm not looking forward to it, but we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it. So we're doing something new. This is called overrated, underrated. So basically what's going to happen each week, I'm going to give you guys a list of five wrestlers. So two current male wrestlers, one legend, one tag team, and one one female wrestler. And I want your thoughts on if they're overrated or underrated. 
They're with their like rally rated. Like, it's, it's overrated, underrated. So, all right. Those are your choices, Carl. It's not like you know, like mid rated. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Are so, just, like, the three bears. So sometimes they're just just right. Like they're not right. overrated <laughs> or underrated. They're just, just right. All right. Well, maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll add just right in for next week. So. All right. All right. So here we go. Overrated, underrated. The Miz. Underrated. I'll say overrated. Ooh. Overrated, really? Yeah. The Miz, like as far as like his talent goes, like he basically. Use reality TV as like a crutch to promote them through the company, um, and because the company was PG at the time, like a douchey heel reality TV guy was like the best they could do for a heel for most of the company because you couldn't cuss and be like a dick or a racist or an asshole. Or, Anything like that. So I say he's overrated. Garrett, you said underrated. I did. It's supposed to be fast, Carl. We're supposed to just do our thing. That's what it said. It says fast. I did it fast. I'm just messing with you. That was fine. Um, And Helico. Underrated. Yeah, I agree with Garrett on this one. Underrated. Dean Malenko. Overrated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, can I can I just say nothing? Because I have no idea. You don't know Dean Malenko? The I, know who Jill, I know who it is. <laughs> but I don't like. You know what? I'm going to agree with Carl. Overrated. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, he's I just got, think he's uh, got too many think, fucking holes. He should have stopped at ninety nine. No, he just didn't have the charisma. Like all his good matches are against like other good wrestlers, like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Jericho. Uh, Jericho. Come on. Uh, he just, he just. I, uh, I, do, I mean, he, he had I the agree. technical. Like, skills. He wasn't the most charismatic, but his matches were entertaining. So. He had the he had the technical skills like. I'd give him like I would even say he's probably like better than Bret Hart as like a technical wrestler, but like Bret Hart to me, like he he just didn't have the charisma to ever be like a main event. Honestly, I think Bret had more charisma than Dean Malenko. Yeah, a little bit maybe, a little bit. Yeah. Uh the Ascension. Oh man, I can't just say Bretley read it. Uh, I guess I go. <laughs> I go underrated. I guess. Yeah, underrated. All right, and finally, our female wrestler Sable. As a wrestler, or just like as like a person in the wrestling industry. Uh just overall, just in general, your thoughts on Sable. overall. Yeah. Overall, I say underrated. Sure. Fuck, I don't know. I've only watched maybe like two matches. 
She's not a, like a very good wrestler by far, but I think she's done a lot for the company. Uh, she, yeah, she did like a hell of a lot for the company with body painted handprints over her boobs. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, definitely underrated. She should have done more than that. She, she was better than Sunny. It's like, you know, if you're going to have a blonde bimbo bitch, who would you rather have, Sable or Sunny? Uh, honestly, Sunny in her prime. Not Sunny uh, now, but Sunny in her prime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like before the cocaine. <laughs> I like uh, the storyline they did with Sable. Like with the Mark Marrow manager thing. Well, it's kind of like a rehash of the Macho Man Elizabeth thing, but still. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. And then she had some decent matches where, you know, Jacqueline made her look good. Uh, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, overrated, underrated. I don't know. It just hit me the other day to try this out. So. It's pretty fun. I like it. Yeah. I like it too. Just might not always Ooh. know who we're talking about. <laughs> we might uh, might debate a little bit more. Okay. No, that's fine. So, um, I think that uh, not, like the whole thing was just to get like live reaction, like live thoughts on you know, yeah. which one of those talents. So, cool. All right, so that's pretty much the the show for this week. So, um, touched on some new stuff, talked a little bit about some old stuff. It's not too bad. So definitely more of what I want to do, more discussion based instead of you know the recap thing. So awesome! Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed the new format. Hopefully, the the a little more entertaining for you. Um. I know I had a little more fun with this one than I had the the previous shows. Um, especially come up with the notes was a lot easier. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, what are you guys' thoughts? What do you guys think? I love it. Yeah, I, I like it. It's, it's pretty cool. I guess we'll find out if anybody listens to it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get this feedback. Let's go ahead and give us some feedback. Like, if you guys you know, prefer like a little bit of recap in there, let us know. Um, like if there's something you want our thoughts on, let us know, like no big deal. Like shoot us an email, um, ask at gmail.com or you can DM us through Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can Facebook message us. Uh, we will not do pay-per-view <laughs> watch alongs on request. Um, I don't know. Who no, might? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, no. It's it's a no. It's a no for me. Yeah, How about this? If you want to, if you want to, if you want to pay me, like, if you give me like ten dollars, I'll watch uh, a pay per view and tell <laughs> you my thoughts on it. I mean, that's the way it goes. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, see how Garrett's feeling this week. Maybe he can do a a, a stunner for you guys. Um, we'll see. So, uh, that's yes, that's pretty much all I got. Go ahead, check us out. Last week, I dropped a San Diego Comic Con recap for you. Some of the stuff that I'm looking forward to, some of the stuff that stuck out to me from Comic Con. Um, 
you got a couple episodes of the stunner from from uh g money up there as well and i do want to get some more stuff up on our youtube i got like a whole stack of our wrestling figures to open and a couple other figures as well so hopefully we'll get some new content coming for you guys uh but thanks for bearing with us going through our little hiatus uh we appreciate it um all the support and everything that you guys give to us each week. And when you listen, uh, share stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can find all that in the link tree link in the episode description. Um, Russell get pod on Twitter, Instagram, either one D or two D's. Um, I'm sure if you just type in Russell getting, it'll come up either way. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much going to do it. Um, Normally, we would end this with the theme of the week, but I did not put anything in here. Uh, shit balls. So I'll find something to put in there. No worries. <laughs> Thanks for checking this out. We appreciate you. I'm CM Heat. He's G Money, and he's the Tennessee Jesus. And this was the Russell Getting Podcast. And we'll chat with you guys next week. Later, Marks. And I hate small cars and real big women. But I always seem to find myself in. <laughs> oh, yes. Fat bottom girls make the rock and roll go round. Uh, I get that from Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a line from uh, um, that song. I forget what it's called, Looking to the Party or something like that. And stop listening to Kid Rock when he decided to go country. Well, this was that's what I'm saying. This was off his first well, his first like big album, The Devil Was I Call. Oh, you I think I listen to like two nothing, songs on there. It ain't nothing but a party from the early evening to the breaking day.